You are now tuned into the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from your personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other empowering content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Class is in session. Hello, everybody. Today we have a special guest. He goes by the name of Nero. He is a Forex trader, a crypto trader, and he also offers services that provide newsletters for the public. Um, but he can tell you the rest about that. Nero, go ahead and introduce yourself, brother. Thank you very much. That was a really good introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm Nero. I run a crypto channel. But mainly I'm a Forex trader, but people don't know that because I don't talk about it. But I'm actually a Forex trader who does crypto. <laughs> and um, I also, well, hopefully by the time this recording is released, I have my Patreon out but on es- esoteric, metaphysical stuff. Wonderful. So what? first and foremost, like, how are you doing, bro? Like, how is, How's your day been? My day has been excellent, to be honest. I think every day is excellent. You just choose what lens you want to view the world from. You're going to have to talk in in depth about that one, bro. Well, like, for example, when it rains, right, people associate it with negativity. This day is going to be long. This is, this is sad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But why would you place a characteristic on something which is just inanimate? The rain's just the rain. The rain doesn't allude to the fact that today you're going to have a bad day the rain's just the rain the same way the sun's just the sun so when you wake up you choose what lens you want to view the world from you know what i mean i look outside when it's rain i say wow mm. the world's still beautiful when, mm. it, when the sun's there the world's still beautiful mm. when it's snow i'm like ah nah this is dead <laughs> <laughs> nah, trust me you know what this is called going home with frostbite <laughs> But but literally, you choose what lenses you want to put on when you look at the world. So all nah. my days are amazing, to be fair. I think some days I'm just a bit ignorant and will <laughs> say that, you know what I'm saying, today wasn't a good day, but every day is a good day, man. No, most definitely, man. It's best to start the day with some gratitude and 100% when it comes to the lens. I, I have the exact same mindset when it comes to it, you know. Every day that I wake up, I, I literally, I'm the exact same when it comes to, you know, if it's raining, a lot of people are like, oh, it's gloomy. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is a perfect day to just stay in and listen to the rain droplets and study. Do you know what I mean? It's just, Seriously? literally, it's, the situation doesn't matter. It's just more about your outlook on it and how you respond to it more than anything. And that's something that can, is, is internal. Precisely. And that's often reflected upon your external reality. Exactly. As you often say, as a Vin, so without. Literally. And I didn't even I didn't even say that. I don't I say that all the time. I don't want people to think that's me. No, that, yeah, comes from, that comes from the ancient hermetics, you get me. So Most don't, definitely. don't don't say as within without Nero. That's not me. <laughs> that was definitely right. You can't be taking credit for what was his name? Hermes Trismegistus. Literally, or Thoth, or, or as Thoth. the Greeks call him Hermes. Mm, so many different names for him. You so know. what? So what got you started in your journey with um, studying hermeticism and uh, universal laws? You know, I think 
years ago, one of my boys, KC, shout out KC. We we were just it was just like year ten times and you know, it's just normal shit. You're playing games, you're going doing GCSEs and stuff. Mm. And we'd we'd watch our YouTube videos or whatever. And he, one one day he came up to me, he was like, Yo, watch this YouTuber. And it was the first conscious YouTuber I ever watched. And it was one guy and he's called Nature Boy and, and he used to talk facts, but then this guy just went on a madness like <laughs> he just, like he just went on a complete madness or I can't say I rate him anymore. By the time he must have said something like he must have said that there's light in your mind and why do you think when you close your eyes you still dream it's because you exist on multiple planes and then from there my journey into consciousness thanks to KSC because he used to force me to watch it and I was never really mm. into it but I just got into it and then a couple of YouTube videos and then it's always stuck with me that there's more to life than what I see mm. and then obviously through the law of attraction and stuff like that I just came into certain books certain videos and then from there it just compounded right yes sir that's amazing, man. It's good that you had an introduction from young because most people, they don't even hear about these things or even pay attention to them until their later stages of life, you know, in the late 30s, 40s. And then that's when you go through their stages of quotations, yeah. enlightenment. Literally. And, you know, you're starting from young. Literally, because by the time you're older, it's a lot more difficult to see the world in a different way. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because... Even even neuroplasticity, I'm sure as people get older, your mind becomes less malleable. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I guess it's a blessing that I got in from young. Yeah. Most definitely. That's perfect, man. Now I want to also hear about, you know, how did you get into then, you know, involved into Forex trading and crypto? Yes, sir. So <laughs> like everyone, I saw a dude flashing money on IG, <laughs> and I was thinking, raw, like, what the hell? Because at the time, the area I grew up in was full of, like, fraudsters or trappers. Mm. So when you see people with money, you you would associate that, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing something illegal to get their money. But when I would go on my social media, just because I was always into money and stuff, I'd see people with money. And obviously, when you're at a young age, you're impressionable. So you see money, you see that he's saying he's a trader. So you're like, oh, right, this guy's legal and he's chopping. Mm. So then, <laughs> I'll never forget it. I DM'd one guy on instant. I got signals from him. Right. And now I look back in it. This guy was sending signals with no stop loss. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was trying to take out. This guy was trying to put you into a margin call. 50%. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I'll never forget it, right? I think I was like seven. I was, I think I was 16, 17. 17, actually. And I was like to my mom, mom, for my for my 16th birthday, and I was like, whatever money you're planning on giving me for my birthday, I like to deposit into my account. She gave me £100. I was like, cool. So then she let me use her details because obviously I wasn't old enough at the time. Used on signals, made like £30 on my first day and said, I'm clear, fam. <laughs> like, like school's not seeing me no more paradigm shift you know what i'm saying and the other thing about people's signals they're all gas you up as well like mm. when you, they're like send me your profits and you're selling them their profits and yeah. they're like yeah yeah and they're reposting and it was gas and then on like my second day i lost 50 pound that was Ooh. half the account gone Ooh. you know what i'm saying That's not a nice so, one. Then, so then i thought so then after eventually losing all the money i thought to myself if this guy is a fake, then there must be real. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So then I looked for the real and I came across Pipsy Hustle, which is a guy called Benji. Mm. Shout out to him. He was my first trader mentor. And like, 
when I first met him, he was chatting to me more about more than trading. Like he was, he's the one that got me to read deeper books. You know what I'm saying? Right. About like the Federal Reserve System and mm. consciousness and Black history and stuff like that. So I started with him, and then he he kind of paved the way for my first bit of like real mentors into trading. And then right. that's how I started. But how did you network with him? Um, I'll never forget it, right? I think he he's a conscious guy in it. Like he knows he knows stuff. You know when someone knows stuff. Mm. Like people think I know stuff, but he knows stuff. He just don't talk about it publicly. But mm. I think he must have posted something on his Insta. And you know when you read a caption and mm. then to the average person it will go past them. But yeah. like to me, I understood it. And I was like, bro, I see what you're saying here. And I just DM'd him and he replied and that was that. It's good though, man. Think about it, that one exchange that you had with him over over DM potentially changed the whole the whole projection of your the rest of your life. Completely. And it's crazy that you know a lot of people are scared to network with people, you know. Bro, bro, you, you've met my you've met Nisha and that's my girl. Yeah. She will tell you when I first started dating her, right? I, I was I was on the I was networking with people. My Insta DMs was flooded with me just getting aired by people. <laughs> I would DM every single bro. If you look like you had bread, I've probably been in your DMs. <laughs> can I get a phone call? How do you do this? Is there anything I can do for you? Let me do this for you. Let me do this for you. Let me do this for you. I'd go on the Insta and be like, "Yo, I see that you know I could help here." That type of thing, bro. Bro, flooded. Mm. It was shameless. And now I look back, I'm actually glad because people people in this generation are too cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, most people definitely. are way too cool. And the funny thing is, the way we met was through a group chat full of other traders. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So when people remove wanting to be cool and caring about, yeah, he's gonna end me. All right, cool. If he airs you, so what then? Like, literally, I even, move on. Even Pocky, like I DM'd him. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm like, he trade too. And I had, I had no Insta followers, and he was still talking to me in it. And then yeah. we just got cool. And then he added me to that group chat. You remember that OG Snapchat group chat from... Yeah, enough guys like, in there. Two years ago, literally. <laughs> it's crazy, though. When you think about it, that's how we met. And it's crazy. That's literally... It shows, like, social media is so powerful when it comes to networking with people. And people sleep on that, you know. They have this access to a, a full electronic library on their phones. It's literally... You can go on your phone and you can search up anything that you that you want to find. Any information that you want to find, you can search it. If there's anyone that you want to talk to, you have access to them simply because that you can talk to them through social media. And people kind of, you know, they, I feel like they lack the confidence to just step out of the way and are a bit too prideful, as you said, to just, you know, just message that person, you know, network literally, them. Because that person could change your life. They think, they think they're going to get dragged out on Twitter saying, look who's in my DM. <laughs> I think they kind of move to someone, you know what I mean? And yeah. like people people that are somewhere were probably in a similar position to you in life as well. Mm. So I'm sure if they have, you know, I don't know. No one really owes you anything, but even when people DM me and stuff like that, I still reply because I know what it's like. You know what I'm mm. saying? It's crazy though, man. But when it comes to networking, you know, one thing I've noticed about you is that you're really good at it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at networking. That's Stop it. Stop thing. it. Don't say that. Because you know what? Yeah, even when you consider you and I, um, our relationship, right? Yes, sir. We started off with Snapchat. 
Yeah. But then slowly over time, we naturally, like the chemistry is there, you know, we naturally bonded and now we're actually friends, you feel me? So yeah. it's a thing where you've got this skill. I don't know if you do it on purpose. I don't know if it's by accident or if it's just genuinely just want to do it and you just reap the benefits of it. But you have this something called the art of gift giving, right? So you give gifts to people. And what yeah. people don't realize is that when you give, you receive. Yes, sir. So as you're not only does it kind of program you to be of a of a of an abundance mindset, which will also attract more into your life, but it also it's one of those things where when you give a gift to somebody, like you cannot you cannot look at a gift and be like, yo, this person has ulterior motives. You look at this gift, if it's a thoughtful gift, you look at this gift like, wow, this person actually cares about me. I remember yes, my man. birthday, you sent me a book. How was that raw? The the Eastern philosophy book in it. Yeah, Wabi Sabi. Yeah. yeah. So, which I'm very thankful for, by the way. But Thanks. it's a thing where I feel like that in itself probably solidified our relationship because it also opened me up to then give you a a, a gift in return. Do you know what that I mean? Book, that book was crazy. Contagious. Crazy. Contagious. People need to read it, man. You do. It's Speaking of, what have you learned from that book? All right, cool. I learned this in it. Social currency is powerful. And what I mean by that is there's something called social proof. Social mm. proof is, for example, let's say you're going on a night out not on a night out like to the clubs, but you want to go eat somewhere and you haven't booked a reservation. Let's say you're in a high street. Typically, the place that attracts us most is the place with more people in it. You know mm. what I'm saying? You'll see the restaurant look completely empty. You'll be like, huh? No one's there. Yeah, What's it must the be dead. It must be dead. You know what I'm saying? But the place that has got people queuing up, yeah, yeah that must look good. You mm. know what I'm saying? Mm. So one thing, so that, that book is about um, marketing. And yeah. it says that the best marketing is word of mouth. So if you can display in your business that other people are coming, typically people will follow. Like even the days that people apply for my applications, I get applications every day, but some, mm. some days I won't post it. On those days, I'll get three, four applications if I put up my story. If mm. I put this guy's applied, this guy's applied, I'll get 50 applications in a day. You it's know crazy. It's crazy. And it's, it's, it's like a cheat code to just grow in your business. Literally. <laughs> Literally, because it, what it plays on, it plays on this part of our brain called the amygdala, which is mm. part of emotional responses. And mm. one one emotional aspect to most people is people want to feel belong. People want to feel like they belong. You know what I'm saying? Right. So typically, it's 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 biologically social in us that where we see others, we will gravitate more towards. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like when you see those people packed out a complete restaurant you'll be like i need to go there because socially and biologically you want to be around other people because you know people typically gravitate towards values mm. you understand what i'm saying another thing that i learned from that book is exclusivity mm. so it, when you think about it it's really basic you know what i'm saying i know i know you're heavy on that economics book but like obviously when there's less supply there's more demand so when it comes to your product, you need to almost make it seem exclusive. Like people, people, you need to create the feeling that people want to join in people. I, I think I said that wrong. You need people to feel like they're missing out if they're not there. You know what I'm saying? saying? That you need to play on people's fear of missing out pretty much. In exactly. Exactly. 
well, that's what that's what the institutions do when it comes to the market and they manipulate it, right? Definitely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can literally transmute that over to another aspect of your life. When it comes to your product, if you make it exclusive, something that you also need to attach to it is a form of status. So like when people join, they feel different. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like being back a day and you get a leather jacket. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like when you're 11 and you got a leather jacket and you put it on, niggas know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like people know what time it is when you have a leather jacket. And that's mm. because there was a certain status at that age associated with it. It's like girls in like year 11 with those Paul's Boutique coats, I think. Yeah. Paul's Boutique. Boutique. Yeah. Right? When one girl had it on, they felt like, yeah, because it said it on the back. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. But that's another thing that I learned from that book. That book was amazing. <laughs> no, it's, it's very interesting how emotions play into the world of business and marketing because, as you said, it's all a play on emotions and playing on fear and missing out and then paying on people's desire to feel like they're important. Because, especially when you said about the exclusivity thing, it's like there's businesses out there that literally... Let's take, for example... A, a private gym right that yeah, they're so. charging ridiculous amounts of money like i'm talking about 300 pounds a month my, my girlfriend was telling me about this right she was telling me how um she she had a friend who was paying about 300 pounds a month just to be a part of this gym but this yeah. gym was like it's, it's it's for that that tax bracket and you know <laughs> that, that tax bracket yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a very small tax bracket so you know what i'm saying <laughs> one of the ones there where if you are going to that gym you know what kind of person you, you are you know what time it is. you walk with a different stride because you, you know that you have money in your pockets and literally like how people go to you know salt bay's restaurant literally they go there because they want to see him um do sprinkle the, the salt off his elbows onto that like, yeah. all he's doing is sprinkling salt with his elbows but because but see, experience is like exactly. so expensive it, it makes you want it more Exactly, and his social currency. Another part of it is popularity. That plays yeah. into it. Because I'll tell you this. Let's say you're trying to do a business on social media and you get no followers, no views. It's going to be tough selling stuff. It's going to be rough. You know what I'm saying? Rough. But if you, build, if you build yourself up and you carry yourself in a certain way to establish that when people see your name, they associate you with a certain something, and then you begin to try and monetize off of that, people would be like, yeah, I trust this guy. It's the same thing with Salt Bay. You know what I'm saying? People trust him because they've seen him sprinkle salt off his elbow for celebrities around the world. Yeah. Literally. Exact same thing. Literally. And now it's like, all of the celebrities have already been there. They've moved, they've moved on to something else. However, exactly. every, every person who's common, they're now literally breaking their backs and their checks just to experience this experience. But when they're there, after it's all said and done, they realise that, rah, like, I just paid eleven pounds for a Red Bull. You know what I mean? I paid eleven pounds Red Bull, two K for to see a man sprinkle salt on my steak. <laughs> I can't lie though. If I had the money, well, if I it's not if, if I had the money, it's more if I wanted to spend the money on a man spend sprinkling salt on the steak. By all means, go ahead and do it. But exactly. a lot of people fall into the trap of you know wanting to feel important, but exactly. it doesn't really do anything to, for them, especially if they're in a position and they're struggling. You know what I'm saying? Like one thing that one thing that people need to distinguish is that when it comes to these experiences, like first class train tickets, first class flights, expensive restaurants, like people need to also realize that these people don't go there for no reason. You mm. know what I'm saying? Like people don't get first class flights for no reason. It's probably convenient. The service is better, and I I truly believe in 
when people have the money to do these things, you should experience it at least once. Yeah, 100%. At least once. So even like going to Salt Bay's restaurant, when you can afford it, and I mean afford it, I don't mean you bang a square, <laughs> you get a 5k drop, and then, you know what I'm saying, you want to go spend it there. Mm. When you can actually afford it, go there, experience it, see what it's about. Mm. Give yourself that feeling of, of, of importance. Give yourself that paradigm you know shift that stretches your mind to... To, to, to not want to experience what you had before. Do you know what exactly. I mean? What, what, what would you say is um, important in terms of, you know, stretching your mind and shifting your paradigm? I'd say... It's either between reading or meditation, but I'm <laughs> going to say meditation. Meditation. Why do you say that? Because meditation... When it comes to occultic knowledge, there's two form, there's two forms. There's a kana of outer and a kind of a kana of inner. Outer is just the universal laws, natural law, etc. The hermetic principles. Mm-hmm. A kana of inner is knowledge of self. Mm. Typically, our souls forget. I mean, our egos make our souls forget that we existed prior to coming inside these vessels. You understand what I'm saying? Like where we come from, we come from the source. Whether people want to call it God. Allah, Jehovah, whatever you want to say, right? But that source that we come from has certain characteristics, which is infinite wisdom, infinite possibilities, infinite love, non-duality between other people to recognize that there's no difference between the rich man and the homeless man other than their earthly experiences because at their deep core consciousness, it's one. And the gateway to becoming to understand those things is to begin to retract from your ego, you know what I'm saying? And spend less time mm. from your ego. And you do that when you enter meditation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Different thoughts will flow through your head. You may get certain downloads on things. Meditation is extremely powerful. No doubt. How do you, when you meditate, how do you meditate? Like, because there are quite a few methods of meditation. That's I personally literally. focus on my breath work and giving awareness. And sometimes I might do ones where I'm um, moving my cerebral spinal fluid through my spine pretty much up to my brain bro that's some wild stuff that's I, some wild stuff. I, can't. I, wanna, I wanna learn how to do that <laughs> i'll talk about it in a later date <laughs> but what kind of methods do you do all right so like you said in it when it comes to meditation it's very abstract and typically the west has portrayed meditation as some sort of like typically when people think meditation if you just say meditation as average person they'll see a monk on their head in their head that's saying clear your mind right (laughs) and when people actually go attempt to try to do this you can't because actually having the ability to clear your mind is like going to the gym for months years and then being able to bench a certain amount so not everyone can just step in and clear their mind so like you said there's abstract more there's meditation is an abstract concept what i do personally it depends what i'm going for that day some days i'll just sit in silence for 15 minutes Mm-hmm. maybe even 30 minutes right depending on how much time i've got i normally do this for our trade i'll start training like eight so i wake up at like seven right so i'll just say in complete silence now the reason for this is because in the silence the silence is louder than anything mm. when you're truly in the silence it's loud you know what i'm saying and that might go over people's heads but when you meditate you'll understand what i mean when mm. you meditate and you actually let your thoughts flow through you will start to see different parts of yourself. And what I mean by that is I always give the example, let's say you're driving, right? And someone 
pulls out in front of you, you're like, what a fucking idiot, right? But mm-hmm. then at the same time, you're late for work, so you don't have time to actually finish the thoughts. So what do you do? You drive to work. Mm-hmm. Multiple times in our days, thoughts will come into our minds. We don't have enough time to process them and we'll move on to other things because the world we live in is so busy and the mind's always doing things. Mm-hmm. Meditation is actually, when you sit down and meditate, you might get a thought from yesterday. You might get a thought from today. And what's happening when you sit down in silence is that you're letting those thoughts flow through and fully process. It's like a fish swimming in a river in it. What mm. people do when they're meditating and then they're like, I'm trying to clear my mind and they keep getting all these thoughts, which is extremely normal. What they do when they start meditating, is like they pick up the fish, walk back down to the source and drop it back in. Because mm. eventually when you try to go silent again, that thought's going to come through. So some days I'll just let my thoughts flow through so I have a clear mind for what I'm doing in that day. And then some other days I'll be visualizing, which is a form of reality creation. Mm-hmm. As as I say, as with no, not as I say, as the ancients say, as within, as without. Whatever you have internally will be reflected outwardly. So some days I'll visualize, and the type of visualization I do, like I visualize living the life that I'd like to live. And what I mean is. I've never been inside of a first-class flight on Emirates, but I can tell you exactly what it looks like. <laughs> you, know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've, I've never been to Dubai. I haven't been to Dubai yet. I can tell you what the mall looks like. Mm. Now, I'm not sure what mall it is <laughs> for my people that go to Dubai, but there's this mall, and like it's like a waterfall, and it looks like people are diving off it. Whatever mall that is, I know, I know what the inside of that looks like. And the reason is, is because if you come from if you come from poverty, right, it's difficult to get in the frame of wealth because you've never seen what wealth is. It's like trying to explain red to a blind man. Mm. People can't understand. You can't expect people to attract things that they've never experienced. You understand what I mean? So what visualization is, it's you bringing awareness to it because the things that you're aware about and the things that focus on and the things that go back to your subconscious mind are the things that you experience so when it comes to visualization i literally live my life like when my eyes are closed i wake up out of bed where i'm i'm in bali i'm in a villa you know what i'm saying i walk down the road i'm patting dogs i'm planting rice i'm meditating i'm catching flights i'm sending my mom money i'm taking my girl on holidays i'm seeing my boys and they're telling me that they're winning they showed me the cars that they've bought i'm in the cars that i like that that's how much in detail I go with it when I visualize. So you make sure that you get a really clear vision of exactly what you want. You're very specific with what you're trying to manifest into your life. It has to be exactly, it has to be specific because the universe doesn't respond to uncertainty. You know what I'm saying? It's like, people are like, I want to get rich. How much? And you ask people, they're like, a couple of mil- how much? By what age? Mm. You know what I'm saying? The universe responds to certainty. If you're uncertain at all, it will detect that. And when you're uncertain, you're being wishy-washy. And when people are wishy-washy, you can't understand what they're saying. So how do you expect the universe to understand what you're saying? Because the universe will give you exactly what you tell it to give you. Mm. The problem is people are unconscious about what they're telling the universe to give them. Most definitely. I, I, I see this quite often, actually. Um the one analogy that I kind of used to explain it is like, you know, let's say if you're inside of a car and you open up your sat nav, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you're not gonna say, oh, maybe I might go here or maybe I might go here. You know what I'm saying? Just the vibes. destination. Literally. And once vibes. you know the destination, 
then the, the sat nav will give you the direction that you need to go into precisely naturally and then naturally your foot will autonomously press on the pedal you're putting the gear into whatever gear you need to put into and you're driving off and you're just going do you know what i mean and i feel like a lot of people skip that step you know when they when they try to visualize things and go into meditation they just they, they they're too focused on the end result in a sense of not really understanding that you have to make sure you know what you want. Facts. If you don't know what you want and you don't know what it looks like, even if you don't know what it looks like, you can still find a way to visualize it, create that vision in your mind. 100%. It's, like, it's like, like I said, when you grow up in poverty, when you grow up in poverty and you're trying to tell people like, yo, let's get this money. Mm. Most people from the hood ain't really seen what real money looks like. So how can you expect them to then set out to desire that money? Most definitely. It just you know doesn't make I mean? sense. It's literally, it's literally like going to one of those. I don't know where it is. I think it's some part of Indonesia, but they don't, they don't have technology. And a guy actually tried to film them, and he got arrowed down. I think it was Ooh. in the, it was in the news a while ago. Right? Oh, it was it like, was it like a, um an island, and they yeah, yeah, been, yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're exactly. so separated from society exactly. that they, they haven't. Came out, they came out with the bows in it. Right? Yeah, 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 I've seen that, that picture. <laughs> that's like going to one of them man, and trying to tell them what an iPhone is. Yeah. That's what it's like trying to explain wealth to someone who's never seen it. So in yeah. order to attract wealth, you need to see it. And luckily for you, the universe is simply a hologram of your mind. So mm. if you can see wealth in your mind, it it has no choice but to project that to you. No choice mm. at all. It's a miss. Exactly. So what would you say? Because it's easy to, to you know, to sit down and visualize things, right? But yeah. what would you say faith has like how how important do you think faith is behind that? Because I feel like people go into it and they just they do it, but they're not really putting any faith and actual yeah. desire behind it. Facts. So what people don't realize, right? Emotion and faith are like the petrol in the car. If you ain't got none of that, you're not going anywhere. No matter mm. how hard you wanna slam on the accelerator, you're not going nowhere. So when it comes to emotion and faith, those are the two reasons why people fail to manifest you ever spoke to someone and they're like manifesting's fake like i've been visualizing i've been doing affirmations but it's not working and the reason it's not working is because you're lacking the emotion and the faith faith mm. is not blind religious belief you know what i mean when people speak on faith they typically associate faith with being religious faith is simply your ability to look past the third dimension in which we operate in and go into the fourth to extract what you want. Now, the only way you can do that is by knowing what's in the fourth dimension. What's in the fourth dimension is infinite possibilities, infinite wisdom, abundance. Mm. So when you go into that reality, you can begin to extract exactly what you want. Because if infinite abundance and possibilities exist there, then the possibility of me being wealthy exists there. The possibility mm. of me having a mansion exists there. The same way, there's different, there's different, um, I don't know if it's realities or dimensions, but they say that there's different versions of us in different realities, right? Mm. Different dimensions. So there's one version of you that's sleeping under a bridge. There's one version of you that's extremely wealthy. There's one version of you that's extremely healthy. There's one version of you that's extremely fat. Where that lies is in the fourth dimension. So mm. when you go into that, you need to believe, and not just believe, but act like you already have it. And something that you said that was really important was gratitude. Gratitude is being grateful. 
you need to be grateful for what you don't have in the third dimension. Now, to normal, to normal people, they'll be like, what? How can I be grateful for something <laughs> I don't have? How, how can I be grateful for something I don't have? Well, see, that's when the faith comes in. If you understand what's in the fourth dimension, then you know the universe has no choice but to bend to your desire. Right. So, if you have the belief and you act like you already have it, bro, <clears throat> I'll tell you this. I'm not a millionaire on this third dimension. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But I'm telling you this. I'm a billionaire. And when I, when I wake up, I feel it. You know what I'm saying? When I go Most through definitely. my day, I feel it. Mm. I think about it. The fact that I'm operating like this means the universe is slowly moving things into place for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? The universe is slowly putting things into my way that are going to help me get on that journey. And that's the faith. You need, to, you need to act like you're living the reality that you desire. Now, I don't mean you want to go on first-class flights and you got <laughs> one rack in your account, so you look for the cheapest first-class flight and you do it, right? That's nonsense. What I do mm. mean is the feeling and in your mind. It's like when you speak to successful people, they're always a success before they, quote-unquote, become a success to other people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's the faith aspect of it. And emotion is extremely powerful. I can't tell you the amount of people I've even seen it with my own eyes that will read affirmations and be like, I am happy. I am <laughs> rich. I am grateful. And I'm like, how do you expect the universe to operate like that? Because God, the source, the universal subconscious mind, Allah, Jehovah, speaks in one language and that language is emotion. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Most so if you definitely. can replicate the emotion and the joy and the gratitude of receiving what you want, then he understands, he or she understands what you're saying. Mm. And then in turn, will give you that exactly what you want. So when it comes to emotion, it has to be the driving force. And typically, people love motivation. Like, I can't tell you the amount of people that message me and they're like, what can I do for motivation? I say motivation is not enough. Bro, it's not. They say, the same, they say they ask me the exact same thing. I say the exact same thing, bro. Literally, I know. I, I see you. You you get it. You, James, you like get it. Mm. And Abdul, he gets it too. All of you guys get it. <laughs> but when it when it comes when it comes to motivation and stuff like that, it's not enough. So what has what you have to constantly do, you need to reinforce why you're doing this. And your why has to be powerful enough. Your why can't be, I want to get rich to get girls. That, that, that just can't be your why because it's not powerful <laughs> enough. Your why needs to be powerful enough to remind you that every day when you step into that visualization, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I want to change the course of my family. Powerful. And if you reinforce that, the emotion will come in you, that fire to do that, that desire, that burning desire, as Napoleon Hill puts it, it will come out of you. And that will be your driving force in order to manifest what you want. If you don't feel emotion when you're trying to manifest, if you don't feel good, but you say that you think positive or you say affirmations, nothing's going to happen. Mm. It's not enough. I, 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 I do not do affirmations. You know what I'm saying? I don't do affirmations. But I'll tell you this, things are falling into place that I see in my mind. And that's because I may not visualize every day. I may not write. I may not do affirmations. But I feel it every single day. That's the most important thing. Mm. That is the most important thing. Sometimes you don't need to speak. Sometimes you just need to feel. Exactly. That's more than enough. 
Um, one thing that you said, um, you said specifically that some people, you know, sometimes they just speak very monotonous and they just, they just, they like, even as, is it even, even, even as I'm talking now, if I just talk like this, like, oh, I want a car, I want a Tesla, <laughs> I want an Audi, I want a million pounds. Does it sound like I really want it? You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? Like, like the universe is listening and people aren't, aren't really taking that in. Like, how are you even going to listen to yourself if you don't even sound like you, you, if you don't even believe yourself? Like, come on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like going to, that's like trying to manifest, but acting in that regard. Is like going to a job interview and the guy's like, why do you want to join this? And you're like, because I want a job. Because <laughs> I want money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In that same tone. Like, you just can't operate like that. Mm. Yes, sir. And that is the conclusion of today's episode. This is only part one, so stay tuned in for part two if you want to hear the rest of the conversation. Please make sure to follow our Instagram and our Twitter. The handles will be in the description below. And you can also... Contact Nero through the links in the description below. Make sure to follow his page. And if you're interested in learning esoteric knowledge, make sure to click on the link for his Patreon and subscribe and network with him because he is a fantastic guy with abundance of knowledge and information to share with you guys. Thank you for listening and until next time.